Welcome to Miss You Outside and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. And we are discussing Starcrossed, a thing that we actually have not discussed until the moment I press record. And like sometimes we talk about it ahead of time, but not this time. This time we talked about mac and cheese. Yeah, there's been no <laughs> free discussion, so I have no idea what you thought about this episode. Aaron, in general, what did you think about this episode? Um, I felt like these characters act, acted like teenagers, and I liked it. Yeah, I do think it still feels like Emery's off in her own world, and not, like, grasping any gravity of any situation. But to be fair, neither is Grayson. Grayson is eventually. He, he gets Grayson, there, but it takes a lot to push him over. Grayson's arc in this episode, I think, is very, very strong, and I'm interested to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Em, em and, um, the thing with Romeo and Juliet is they're both two sweet, dumb teenagers who are being sweet and being dumb and they go to a party together. Emery and Roman, <laughs> we have one sweet, dumb teenager who's real sweet and real dumb and goes to a party. And then we have a man who is responsible for his entire race's future. Yeah, it's just, it. They don't, like, bash up together well. Yeah, it's it, it's the problem that it's not like it's like Emery's off in a different world and it's a bad world. It's just weird to see it up against. It it would be like if in using our our primary show, our well, example we always go back to. <laughs> it would be like if there was one character in Riverdale who was like it. It would be like if Seth from the, the OC, OC wandered was, into Riverdale and was like. Hey, Veronica. Yeah, just you it, know what it's like to be rich and not want to be rich. He's, he's like, like, oh, I'm just I'm dealing with all these normal, relatable problems. I have a comic book that I want that I want to get made, but oh no, the girl I like likes the person who's working the comic book with me. And then Veronica comes and goes, "My dad's part of the mafia, and he tried to kill my boyfriend." And now I'm a part of the mafia, and I should know how that happened, but I don't. <laughs> this is like, oh. Okay, and then just carried on. <laughs> it's it's a little bit uneven. Um, and, like, I get it. I, I'm cool with her being in her own world, but I don't understand why Emery and Roman is the love story I'm supposed to root for. Yeah, because... I'm so here for Emery and Grayson. Well, and, I'm, and, and I'm so here for Roman and Julia. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I guess that's sort of supposed to be what they're setting up here, is that, like, there's some extra preternatural tie between Roman and Emery. For but, she did save his life as a baby. Yeah, but they both seem so much They're close so to these different. other people. Yeah. Wild. Uh, well, then we might as well get into it, talking about this episode of Starcrossed and all the love that remains in it. All the Romeos and all the Juliets. There are many being of Star-crossed. them. Many, many of them. Ah. <sighs> Because this is Starcrossed Season 1, Episode 6. Stabbed with a white wench's black eye. Stabbed with a white wench's black eye. We begin seeing some... Like, I think they're Red Hawk guards. Yeah, they look, they're dressed as guards. Are they actually guards? We'll, we'll never they're know. They're very clearly Red Hawks. <laughs> they are Red Hawks. They are, lo- although I'm, I'm, I was almost thinking for a moment, I was like, is this a twist? Are they looking at like a video game? 
because they're looking at like maps of a space and like this is how we get in oh yeah well i was trying to figure out if it was guard at the beginning i was trying to figure out if it was guards setting up like their patrol routes or something like this but i think it was red hawks dressed as guards and they have a lot of explosives and they're gonna put the explosives right in the middle of the market where all those atrians are so it's red hawks planning a terrorist attack cool cool we cool, cool. <laughs> but they're introdu- they're interrupted and introduced to Zoe, who <laughs> I... like kind of bumbles teenage girls her way on in and then takes them down. Yeah, I mean we we know that Zoe is definitely a warrior of some sort, and she's definitely a grown woman masquerading as a hundred percent a grown woman. Uh, she this seems to imply to me that she spends time <laughs> just, just like stalking stalking men. the outside of the sector. Um, so she attacks these Red Hawks. Yep. She kind of, she, thro- she just fronts on them. She yeah. just fronts on them. Yeah, she she says, you know, you're going to need to talk to me. And then she stands in front of the explosives. And it's some wild, like, lighter, essentially. And then we cut to inside the sector. And, it's and just Roman's Roman. just kind of walking along, being Roman. And then, boom, explosion outside the sector. Big explosion. Much shock, much drama. This will be drawn out for quite a while, but... You said you can clearly... Get... Okay, yeah, you're right. The show tries it... to be like, who is it? Is <laughs> well, it Red Hawks? Well, I mean, it's getting it's getting the information out to the characters, essentially. And I do, it's very quick. It's, it's a very quick withholding of information. But clearly, Zoe got something out of these Red Hawks and then blew them the hell up. Now, and you know it's good for her. Good for her. Because I mean, the murder's not great in any t- in any in any sense. But, but she is a grown woman masquerading as a teenager who gets stuff done. <laughs> she she is a strong, independent murderer. And she can do what she needs to. Now, I want to point out some characters we will not interact with in this episode because we get so much Zoe. Yeah, these characters include. Lucas will not appear in this episode. Sophie will not appear in this episode. Gloria will not appear in this episode. And Guess al- that's all of them. And also every other Atrian. No Terry. Oh no, Terry. That's right. <laughs> yep. No, no. Um, Terry's mom. No, Vega. Vega. Thank you. I was like Voitra. <laughs> and, no. And no other Atrians here. Hereby known as Bob, <laughs> Raj, and Girl Atrian Number Three. Yeah. <laughs> It's the her, her parents named her because they watched the end credits of a uh, of a TV show and they're like and Woman like, Three. That seems like a great name for an Atrian girl who's going to assimilate with American society. Yeah. So we cut into uh, seeing Emery doing what uh, Emery apparently does, We've, which is jog in the morning. We have morning. seen this before. We saw it once before. Yes, she's she, listening and she to likes, a podcast. Listening to a podcast. She likes to well. It's also kind of a news report. Well, she's listening to a something and then gets interrupted by a news report. Because yeah, she hears the um she hears about the explosions. She also jogs past the uh the Atrian ship every single day. She's just thinking yeah. about Roman, uh, but she also is thinking about the blue car that's following her. <laughs> There's a weirdo stalking her. And once we meet him, he will not stop being a weirdo. And he will also not stop stalking her. This actor and his character choices, I love. He is so... He's so gross and slimy. Yeah, so he is a tabloid journalist. Remember when we met that YouTuber that sent his drone into the school and then Terry, like, was like, no drone! His name is Matt Bandel. Matt Bandel from the Smatter Chatter, which is essentially an online tabloid... (laughs) <laughs> At it's, least it's awesome. Yeah, 
he is so amazingly slimy, loves his drones, and somehow got footage from Starcrossed. <laughs> so he got footage of the scene where Emery's like, I know that Cypher's real and your life was saved by it, Julia. Remember the remember when we mentioned the episode where everybody was talking loudly about their plans in the open, surrounded by people? Those chickens came back to roost. Well, but they weren't they weren't even overheard by, by someone, someone near standing them. near <laughs> this this guy, I guess, had a drone on them. So but to clarify, it is the shot. From Starcrossed. It's not a different angle. He literally, like, he like, it's like he pulls up the CBS All Access app and goes to, I was watching the last episode of Starcrossed, and what do I find? And then Ju- M does a great job. She's like, yeah, I was on the internet, and the internet cipher was real, so I told my friend about it. Do you actually think this is a real thing? You're dumb. You're a dumb grown-up. <laughs> but unfortunately for her, she... She does one very good play, and then she does things that I think we've seen from her before. She tries to layer on additional plays, which just sort of ruins it. Because she goes from, that's crazy, none of this. And if you do this, uh, you, you'll be the one who, who you know, you're... Who you're, made up a dumb lie. Yeah, you'll, you'll make me and, me and my friend a pariah at her school. And it must look bad for you as well. And, and also, th- maybe there's a better story. So maybe I should find you a better story. Because I go to school with Atrians. You know me, a teenager at school with Atrians. I'm like, Amory, stop in number one and see if it's working. Because he does look like he's like, oh, maybe you're right and I shouldn't be a creep. <laughs> Maybe I did misunderstand what these teenagers were saying to each other. But instead, when she says that, he's like, well, then fine. You have 48 hours to get me pictures. Pictures of (laughs) Spider-Man. I mean, no, that's not Atrian's being Spider-Man? I don't know what I want. He's unfortunately nothing like J. Jonah Jameson, as much as I would love him to be. He's more like a Dr. Seuss character. Matt Mandel from the Smatter Chatter. He will not talk to jogging girls. He will not talk to Sam I am. But he will talk to jogging girls and he should not. <laughs> so he agrees. She's got her 48 hours and he drives away. And then she looks pensively off into the future. <laughs> yeah. Which if he's looking back through his rearview mirror. Oh, Emery, you just gave it away. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if well, he's l- l- riding on his snoopted boop <laughs> down to Whoville. Uh, we get a quick scene here of just Roman and Drake kind of arguing about being a terrorist. Yeah, Roman's like, terrorism is bad. And Drake's like, sometimes you have to do a terrorism. <laughs> really, it, it just really makes it feel like the argument they had at the end of last episode. Is still going. They just continued on and they're just like, good morning, Drake. Good morning, Ro- Roman. May we continue our repartee? I did like Roman's not all humans argument, though. <laughs> Like, oh, Roman, maybe a bad scene. Yeah, I mean, they, but they, he they is both, right. they both have, they both have decent points. They fight about the benefits of war versus integration. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Roman that, or sorry, Drake then tells Roman that he is standing on the sidelines, which is the wrong thing to say to the man who is 100% in charge of your entire species future. Well, well and also Roman keeps He's, on bringing up stop using my father's death for your own political means. I will use my father's death for what I need to use it for. He's not which, yours. <laughs> which, which really is Knox's political means. What Knox <laughs> want his death to be. <sighs> well, uh, it's now finally confirmed that those men who died uh, were 100% Red Hawks. Yeah. And so now the Red Hawks have a, have 
they phrase this really weirdly. He almost phrases like they've never heard of the Red Hawks before. But what they're really saying is they have escalated from hate group to terrorist group. Yeah. So now they're really wondering who are the leaders of this new terrorist organization. So this is something that's very interesting. Um, I think there's this thing up where, like, you can't technically name, like, domestic groups as terrorists just by the way of how U.S. law works. But they're not attacking U.S. citizens. They're attacking another group. Yeah, which I think is what – and also it's 2024. They could change yeah. – so they could <laughs> change that weird rule where you can't you can't be a terrorist if it gets to your own country. Huh? Hmm. Uh, so now – we get, we get sort of Grayson reiterating his inner thoughts, which is that he believes firmly. Now, his parents, remember, his parents are the leaders of the Red Hawks. Yes. But he believes that, no, my, my parents are peaceful. He's like, my parents may say bad things and I have to reconcile <laughs> the bad things that they say, but they would never hurt anyone. So these Red Hawks who did this terrorism went rogue. And I think it's very easy to see Grayson as like, oh, you, you foolish boy. But he's just, he's a teenager who wants to love his parents despite their hatred. And I would guess, because his parents do seem very smart, and his yeah. parents seem very savvy. Oh, yeah. I bet they don't say anything about wanting to hurt Atrians at yeah. home. I think they probably just say a lot of stuff about Atrians need to find their own planet. Yeah. I, I, and Why I, should we use our resources on them? Yeah, and I'm sure Grayson, it seems like Grayson would disagree, would disagree with those things, but he would still be like, but they're not, you know. They're not violent. They're not going to. They're not going to hurt anyone. It's and I'm like, sure he also also thinks in his head, like, well, how do I change their minds? My brother died. Yeah. Like I can't. And then I in, can't make them think differently. And then, like in this weird roundabout way, he somehow gets this conversation with Emery onto the fact that there's going to be a charity ball that night, and the Atrians are all invited. No, they're not. To it. No, they're not all invited. I okay. So, no, Eric, do we want to do this now? <laughs> well, this scene. No, what I'm going to say is this scene makes it seem like Emery and the Atrians should go. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> but we'll deal with this later because this scene. Well, because because he, he well specifically in the scene he invites Emery. He he. Or he no, actually, I think she's he, already agreed to go. But no, he's like, "Are you still going?" No, no, no. He no, he doesn't. That that's for someone else. That's um, the teacher asks Zoe if she's still going. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, this is this is where Grayson just mentions to Emery that, hey, there's a charity ball going on tonight. We will eventually know the charity ball is for Marshall High, essentially getting money for Marshall High. And she does bring up, will it even be safe for me or the Atrians <laughs> to go? And Grayson's like, well, yeah, why wouldn't it be safe? It's at my house. <laughs> you know, my house. It's fine. It's my oh, house. I'm safe there. Oh, you summer child. Uh, but then Emery, d- d- she needs to go talk to Julia. Off the screen. Uh, meanwhile. Meanwhile, Zoe is... Here w- to give Drake some intel. <laughs> Zoe is bad spy. <laughs> Zoe is bad spy. So she just uh, wanders up to Drake in the hall and is like, well, we have a... Uh, uh, I'm, well, she tells okay, him that she no. knows that Grayson is... The best part about this scene is she's like, I have some intel you have to give to Vega. And then she leans in and whispers it. And then, he... and then Drake immediately, in his full voice, goes, Grayson's parents are the head of the Red Hawks? What? How do you know that? <laughs> it's the so dumbest it's like, scene. I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly what I whispered in your ear. <laughs> 
So it turns out that she tortured the Red Hawks before she exploded them. Yeah. And they squealed like pigs. Yeah, what who their leader is. Uh, which means, they, which the, the thing is like, now obviously Grayson doesn't know that. That means they are pretty high up in the organization because it seems like only the real high people know. Know who the parents are. Well, because when eventually that does come out, they're like, well, I'm trusting you all with the secret of my identity. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Although they're not very good at keeping secrets because they very loudly talked about it in their limo with all the windows open. Aaron, and Em just overheard it while walking by. This, despite this world having what it seems like invisible drones that only Atrians can see, um, everyone is not afraid that someone's watching them. They just talk loudly in any space, assuming it would be rude for someone to. Which, to be fair, this is kind of how people talk about secrets in real life. So I guess it's very realistic. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> so the, she says, well, then we're, get, get on you know, your, your, your nicest uh, H.U. and Sue. We're, we're going to a charity ball. And this is where I first was like, Drake's going to a charity ball? I'm like, okay, so it's, it's got to be for the Atrians, too. That's what I was thinking here. Uh, we do get a, a weird, quick one-off with who I guess is now going to be a character. Yeah, the science teacher. Yeah, Miss Benson, I want to say. Or Bennett. God. Can, I think it's Bennett. It cannot be Benson. If it's Benson, it means it's like a Benson burner. I think Bennett's right. I wrote down Bennett, so. Uh, uh, she she just, like, pops up to be like, hey, you coming to the thing tonight? You, you did a very good job, Zoe, with dissecting those pigs. It's almost like you're an adult. <laughs> well, it's like, <laughs> like you're a full-grown woman. It's like you did science class before. <laughs> I noticed that when you stood up, you said that your back hurt. <laughs> your knees pop a lot when you bend over. <laughs> it's like you're someone in your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> I heard just talking about, about your retirement savings. That's a weird thing for a 16-year-old to do, but maybe you're just... But I'm glad that you're really forward-focused. <laughs> Kids these days are focused on the past, Speaking but that, you, you're fo- focused on the future. Speaking of that, I saw your Ford Focus outside. <laughs> uh, which I guess is an adult car. Also watching this scene is Taylor. Yeah. And Taylor is very jealous of the fact that Zoe is 100 all of the times hanging well, out with Drake. Well, and super spy Zoe, her first attempt is when she's like, why are you talking to Drake? Zoe just goes, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't, what, are you, what are you talking about? I wasn't talking to Drake for an extended period of time. Zoe, just say he's hot. Like, just stop. You don't, you don't have to act like you're absolutely disgusted by Atrians to not fit in. Taylor isn't, and she fits in just fine. But no, Zoe is disgusted about the, in- okay, to the be interspe- fair. The interspecies stuff is just really gross to me, which is. Which is true. Is true. But in the reverse. Mm, yes, yeah, a, a, a lot of double talk there. Ooh. Ooh. Meanwhile, Julia and Emery stress out about Cypher. Yeah. And Matt, Emery's about, like. <laughs> about Matt Bandel. He came up to me with an elephant saying that he heard something. I don't know. And then Emery's like, I got to come up with another story. And then Julia's like, Yeah. Grayson's parents is the other story. And then we'll get what Emery's driving thing is here, which I will say makes sense up to a point because she does not know the same things that we know. Yes. Um, and her driving thing essentially comes down to if she tells that, it will tear Grayson's family apart. And she did trust him on Eric uh, being not, like a good guy, and she sort of was rewarded for that. And so... As far as she knows, Grayson's thoughts about people, Grace's intu- Grayson's intuition, is correct all the time. Well, and know that it's easy when to 
look and be like, well, but they can't be monsters, right? They raised him and he's so good. Well, and and just like, I mean, we see that nowadays when we see, when you see extremists, you look at them and you're like, but there's no way they can be that bad, right? They can't be. They can't be that bad. Well, and like... Because also- we, we want to believe people are... Are intrinsically good. Which is what Emery is doing here. And she doesn't want to just call out, oh, these are the leaders of the Red Hawks, like, at, at because will. maybe they don't know what the rest of the Red Hawks are doing, which kind of makes sense, too. Because when you're a teenager, you think about parents yeah. as being so out of touch. Like, parents have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Parents don't understand that building bombs is not cool these days. And, like, teachers? I... <laughs> think about it. She thinks Gloria is out of touch. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so know. she she doesn't want to she doesn't want to use that as the secret because she believes it will tear Grayson's family apart and she does also just bring up we don't know they ordered the attack well giving this this to a a smear artist to that Whovian over there will destroy them yeah he will he will throw them against the wall like the Grinch is a Grinch just say nonsense Aaron it's this Dr. Seuss none of the words make sense <laughs> meanwhile he'll, he'll cook him up like green eggs and ham Eric wanders up to Grayson he's like I'm not a Red Hawk anymore being a Red Hawk sucks <laughs> you gotta do bad things to your friends uh, I, lo- I love the parallel between Eric and Drake with Eric <laughs> just being like hey did you know terrorism sucks like I didn't know I was a terrorist but oh. I'm a terrorist oh, like hey <laughs> It turns out I'm the baddie, and I don't want to be the baddie. Grayson, I thought I was t- keeping people from taking my jobs, but it turns out I was a racist. <laughs> Grayson, did you know I was a racist? And Grayson's like, I did. Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, you did racist things. And then he's like, are you sure you don't want to be a racist anymore? Yeah. I mean, Grayson seems very happy that Eric, so this clarifies us 100%. Grayson is not a Red Hawk. No. Which, well, he doesn't he doesn't describe himself as a Red Hawk, which makes Vartan picking up him up in the car. Even weirder. So weird. But you know what? Grayson, I think, has been raised to be very polite to adults at all times. <laughs> yeah. So, Except for when he threatens them with knives. That's true. Um, so he does... <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, th- I think Grayson's idea is essentially that he knows Vartan is violent, but he doesn't think there's that big of a connection between Vartan and his parents. He's but like, he just needs to keep Vartan happy because Vartan his parents. Will, and his Vartan will fly off the, you know, you you got to be careful with Vartan. He might just fly off the rails. And the thing is, Grayson is 16. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, he's like, I'm, you know, I'm so glad that you're not going to be a Red Hawk anymore. You know, Vartan's not going to be happy about it. But Eric's like, ah, Vartan's got other Red Hawks at this school. Which is a thread they do not pick up on in this episode, yeah, it, but it makes me nervous. Because he says that Vartan, um, it says Eric was Vartan's eyes in, and ears in Marshall. So apparently Eric was the Zoe of the Red Hawks. <laughs> right. I imagine he wasn't that good. <laughs> no. Uh, this uh, sort of like moves on to Grayson telling Emery that, hey, Eric's not going to be terrible anymore. And Emery's like, wait, do you believe him? And Grayson's like, I think every human being I meet is good. <laughs> and Emery's like, I like that. Let's go to the ball. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is followed along by a Ooh. ongoing trend of Roman staring at Emery from across a fish tank. I mean, just space. And God, then- I wish there was always a fish tank between them. I know that it's just Romeo plus Juliet and that's not the official... But, like... But, God, do I want a fish tank all the time. in the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah. Just, like... <laughs> like, it makes sense of the crab bucket, like, walking across the crab thing. And why couldn't there be fish at the school? There could be fish at the school. Yeah. There could be fish at Grayson's house. Yeah, there should be fish 
everywhere. Um, and then it's just at one point, in the, maybe in this scene, it's just like people move in an aquarium and they're just like, kids, get out of the way, we're moving this aquarium. And as it passes in front of them, just looking through at each other. So Drake comes on up and he's like, oh, I see you've been at Emery through a fish take. Now I know why you won't be a terrorist. You think a girl's pretty. Which, Drake, you also thought a human... Okay. And he still thinks a human girl is oh, pretty. Oh, he still loves her. Oh, he, he, you know, he does. He, he feels kind of bad for what he did. He was confused and he lashed out and that was wrong. <laughs> but then, oh, super spy Drake is like, and did you know... Grayson's parents are the leaders of the Red Hawks. And Roman's like, I have to tell Emery right away. <laughs> well, I bet she doesn't know. I bet she, there's no way. That she, she she would have told me in all of our many long conversations. You know, when I've been pushing her away and refusing to talk to her, running into the night, <laughs> in many, she would have just shouted at me as I ran away. <laughs> she would have breathed on the many fish tanks between us and written out Grayson's parents equal Red Hawk. Oh, the, the, the fog's gone. Let me try again. <sighs> Leaders. Leaders. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when does Grayson think Emery would have told him this? <laughs> Sorry, not Grayson, Roman. Yeah. When, when, Roman, when? And then, once again, super spy Zoe appears, chooses that moment to appear and be like, Hello, Drake and Atrian that I am not. Drake, here is an invitation <laughs> to the party. And then Roman's like, why are you going to the party? You're going <laughs> to do Drake stuff, huh? This, this is clearly it's is, so obvious she's so bad at being a spy clearly suspect especially considering how it's roman and roman is immediately suspicious of this to the point that he invites himself he says he's his plus one so drake is zoe's plus one and roman is drake's plus one because i mean this goes right into the ball they are the only atrians there so and they're given just free now it's great they're given free run don't get me wrong but they've never been given just free run. How did they get permission to leave the sector? How did Zoe get, get Drake these... a ticket to the party? I can only assume she went to Gloria, who's not in this episode. Yeah, it's like, hey, we should let one of the Atrians come. How about the one who's the angriest? <laughs> let's put him in a room. Let's let's take this bull and place him right in the middle of this china shop. And just see what happens. Just see what happens. You know what? I bet he'll be really well behaved and we'll really make a point about how good Atrians are. Why don't we put Roman in there? No. But Roman's the leader of the Atrians. He's already been on the news as a well-spoken young man. Why don't we put Atrian Woman 3 in there? She, she's already graduated. She's a woman. She's a, she's, she's a genius. She, she has already solved nuclear fusion. Now. I will say, when I now think back to that scene between Emery and Grayson, I think it's just a sign of Emery's sweet naivete that she was like, of course the Atrians are coming to the ball. The ball is a fundraiser for Marshall students. Why wouldn't the Atrians come? They go to Marshall. Yeah. There's a little bit of feeling in this series, whereas they're arriving, they're like, why are the Atrians at the ball? And just the the head writer of the show is just like, because they are, Phil... Because they're at the ball. Don't, I don't ask know. questions. I don't know. They're allowed to go to the ball. I don't care. It's only those two. We're not inviting all of them. No one will notice. Yeah. And they did, you know, they, they get kind of dressed up. Roman has a popped collar. Roman looks great. Drake looks uncomfortable. I can't stop looking at Roman's collar. 
it's like his his tie is essentially revealed by a collar that goes up. Like I think it's a style. I hate it. Yeah, it's not popped. It's like a short collar. It's, yeah, it's like he's wearing a tux, but not a tux. <laughs> but but it, but he has the top like the 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 two edges squares folded over. So it looks like he just didn't get it in, which maybe that was on purpose. Drake, however, is wearing a bow tie. He looks very dapper. And Grayson's dad is doing, like, a photo opportunity, and he sees those atrians, and he's like, oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, so he, uh, he they're, the last name's Montrose, by the way, and I don't know if we've ever said that, but so Mr. Montrose is sort of schmoozing with this senator to get just money for Marshall High School. But then he sees the atrians, and he goes to say hello to them, and very interestingly, the senator... The senator does say, what can I do to make the sector better? Well, and what I like is a little tiny thing is that Drake, or not Drake, Rowan does say a thing he can do, and immediately Montrose pulls the senator away, just being like, that seems like good enough photos, right? It's really well done. Yeah, it's really subtle that this, that the senator actually might want to help the Atrians, and Montrose is essentially being like, nope, nope, no talking to them, and off." Give us, because he actually says, like, he takes him and pulls him away and goes, well, you know, Marshall High could have a lot of use for that money. Mm-hmm. Rather than helping these dirty, I mean, he doesn't do that, because these are very smart racists. They are smart racists. They keep their racism under wraps. Yeah. And also here is Miss Benton. <laughs> Who welcomes them and tells them they look nice. <laughs> and Roman is also suspicious of that. Like, Roman is suspicious of everything we, that happens in this scene. We eventually, essentially get into, like, she's definitely doing something. But because she was introduced in one episode, science teacher. And then maybe she was the woman who... Maybe the paramedic? Yeah, hard to say. Did not get a good look at her face. Um, <laughs> and now she's... like When she arrived saying, hey, Zoe, and she's, like, texting on her phone or something. Uh, you going to that party tonight? And then she just keeps appearing. I'm like, okay... There's something going on with this woman. So while this is going on, Roman notices Grayson. And then Roman notices Emery because she arrives and and she looks great. And and then then Grayson's Grayson's mom notices notices Roman Roman noticing Emery. So she takes Emery away. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot. And I... I think we're supposed to assume that um, it's that, racism. Well, that the mom is figuring, like, oh, that Atrian is looking, <laughs> looking at Grayson's girlfriend. Gasp! So she, yeah, she pulls her away. Meanwhile, Drake and Zoe have to have their planning session. Oh, right. And at least they're in secret. At least they're in a room and they're being quiet. So yeah. Roman went and told Roman. Drake went and told Vega about Grayson's parents, and then he got a thing from. Vega, and it's a ransom note that they're yeah. going to drop off because they're going to kidnap Grayson. In exchange for getting uh, people out of the, the crate, which apparently... Includes Drake's mother. Yeah. And um, and Zoe's father. Yeah. And I wish... Maybe that's true. Okay, I... I, I wish we knew their names, yeah. Yeah, I wish I... Re- I think we've heard their names. I don't remember them because we do see later... A list of the five names on there. And I have to assume that Vega lied, at least to Drake. It, yeah. Maybe not Zoe, but, like, for sure well, she lied to Drake. Because if you're only getting five people out... Why seems, is Drake's mom important? Yeah, it seems weird that these two, like, random of her soldiers get their parent. Because everyone has missing people. So yeah. maybe maybe to... But maybe Drake's mom was a Trag and we just don't know. Yeah, I mean, or maybe it's too... I mean, there's nothing we know about teen dramas in general. They do all, There's a lot of focus on these. And, you know, obviously, even though... TV shows. <laughs> Drake is a teenager. Uh, 
we do know Vega. Zoe. Zoe, Zoe is, is a, a grown woman. Girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so maybe they're doing it so, like, those two will be more Dedicated the... to the cause. But it seems like if you take away their reason to fight, they'll actually be less dedicated to the cause. And if Vega is supposed to be set up as, like, you know, the evil terrorist leader, it seems like she want to be like, well, I asked them to do that. Instead, they did these other five. Because they don't actually... They don't look at the note. Only... Only Roman looks at it. Yeah. So... I will say the show is good at dropping a hint one episode and then picking it up a later episode. Yeah. So we'll see. Oh, we also learned something very big in this. Um, the guards in the sector are a private security firm with ties to the Montroses. Mm-hmm. So that's so, extra trash. Emery's dad? Worked for worked for the Montroses. Though Emery didn't know who Grayson was, and Grayson was new to the well, school. Well, they said ties. Not, yes, they, that's they don't, true. They don't own... But Emery's dad is the head of the guard. Well, yeah, but I think it's, it's more... But isn't he a colonel? He has, like, a military... I, he I, has a military title. I know. As I said, they, they, have, they have ties. And they could call their people anything they want. But you know what? Emery's dad could be a part of the military, and the actual guards could be. Well, the way that they... Um, yeah, I think probably what it is the military's in charge and they're they're taking attention mercenaries. Yeah, in. okay, um, I'm but, cool with that. But the way that Zoe says it, like it's not a direct tie. It's like it's like the idea that like you no, know, they have a they have a corporation that's a shell corporation that is doing that's putting in funds through another corporation that's connected to this militant group. But don't worry, they're going to kidnap Grayson. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mrs. Grayson gives Emery a weird lecture about. Um, Family and we'll, family values. We'll, 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 we'll get into that. I want to start with saying how much I would hate walking next to this woman with that damn dress on her. <laughs> She's wearing, like, airplane wings. It's – you could actually see – you could actually <laughs> see Emery kicking it as they're walking. I like her dress. It's terrible. It's like a dress that Darth Vader would wear if he was a rich woman. Sure. Um, <laughs> like, if – if it was, like, the full-out gown, I'd be like, okay, you're wearing a big, poofy gown. That's fine. But because it's just, like, planks coming out from her legs, it just looks like, and there's some walls to kick. She's eventually wearing a high-low dress, except that it's very, very structured. Um, well, essentially what Mont- what uh, Miss Montrose here is that she's doing a lot of, like, subtle racist dog whistles. Mm-hmm. Like, she says, you know, it's, uh, w- you know, in times of trouble, we have to stick with our own. And it's, ni- it's nice to hear that you share our family values. And Emery is about to be like, I'm not racist. I don't I d- agree with your Calgary val- with your values. <laughs> <laughs> your family <laughs> What a slip. What a wild slip. Am I drawing some parallels to our current day? Who knows? <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> but but instead of being able to tell her that, like, no, I ain't racist, uh, this, like, guy comes in and is like, hey, there's someone who wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to you later tonight. And, and then in the most super obvious... Spy, super spy Miss Montrose... Goes... No, I have that conflict later tonight. You know, my secret conflict. And we already know with a Red Hawk meeting later that night because Grayson randomly told Emery it. Because Eric is going to one last meeting for... A reason? I guess that's what you're going to tell them he's leaving. Which, Eric, just don't come back. (laughs) He's breaking up with them. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I have that conflict, wink. You know, tonight, wink. That meeting conflict, wink, wink, racist wink. (laughs) I'll go talk to that man now. Emery, I'm going to leave you alone in the depths of my house. And Emery, 
who was the one who just told about the meeting does not draw the connection there. <sighs> well, so, she's too busy being creeped up on by Matt. Well, I mean, Matt's creeping up on everyone. She doesn't need to feel special. That's true. Including the including Miss Benson. Now, it turns out, um, so she gets creeped up on, and then he creeps on off. Lucas, who will not appear in this episode, has created a tool that he gave to Julia to give to Emery. And I, when they described it, I was like, oh, if you you put this on this tablet, and it will just destroy, you know, the files. Like, oh, so he made her a magnet. Yeah, he made her a magnet. He didn't make her a magnet. He made her a very intricate file that will, like, take time going into his tablet. And destroy the one thing. (laughs) Yeah, corrupting those files. It's, Which I guess in some ways is a lot more subtle yeah. than just like pop a magnet on. I think it would be just as subtle to crash the entire thing. And like especially with a magnet, just pop a magnet on it. It's all it's all wrecked. But it's twenty twenty four, so technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so Emery decides she is not going to tell on Grayson's parents. It cannot be done. Yeah. But she will do is tell Matt about the meeting that Eric was going to go to. Yeah. And Julia's like, you don't know where that meeting is. <laughs> but you might, Julia. <laughs> you you can go talk to Eric. Eric won't talk to me, even though we actually have somewhat of a rapport. But uh, you. And I will say, Julia is a great spy. Oh, J- Julia has proven herself when she goes up there to be the best spy. It's... It's astounding. You know, we can do this now. She bops on up and she's like, this party sucks. I want to go see this movie. Will you drive me to this movie? And he's like, no, I have to go down to the south side. And then The she, movie theater is on the other side. And then she does this whole thing where she's like, there's only one reason to go down there. Oh my God, you're buying drugs. I was, Eric, you can't do drugs. I was in the hospital and I saw really a lot of bad drug people. To be fair, Eric's also very stupid in this scene because he, he just goes... I'm not buying drugs. I'm going to the Old Point Bar on 4th Street. Here's the... (laughs) Here's a map to there. See, I'm going to be going down this road, and then I'm going to be taking a left here. And that is why I cannot drive you to the movie theater. Goodbye. (laughs) That went wildly well. Hmm. I assumed that would take a lot longer. It's essentially... It has a lot of the energy of her walking and being like, Hey... Will you drive me somewhere? He's like, I can't drive anywhere. I have to go to the old point bar for a meeting. Okay. <laughs> like, cool. Thank you, Eric. Meanwhile, Drake is a bad spy. He thinks Taylor is beautiful. Oh, yeah. That's the scene. Taylor also the only person in, in, in this party to wear a red dress. She does look beautiful, but her dress is red. <laughs> and she stands out. And she does this amazing thing where she walks up to him like she's going to talk to him. And then just breezes past, though clearly she did not know where she was going. So she just randomly picks, like, a waiter. A waiter, and just is like, Your vest is cool. <laughs> and Drake's like, Oh, she likes his vest. I wanted nothing more than to, there to be, like, I don't know, a fish tank back there. <laughs> she just walks up and is like, Ah, yes, fishies. She touches just, it. Uh, petting it, just fishies. Like, Drake's like, she likes the fish more than me. <laughs> I should go to the other side of that fish tank. <laughs> That's how love works. So Roman roams around that party looking for Emery. Roman will continually just... I don't think he's looking for Emery. I think he's just <laughs> roaming around the party looking for anything. But he is kind of looking for Emery because then he sees Grayson. He's like, I'm going to tell Emery every secret. Yeah, he, he Grayson and Roman kind of front on each other a little bit because no. Grayson is very aware of the situation. That Roman does not... I mean, he kind of cares that Grayson's parents are the leaders, but yeah. he mostly just cares that Grayson is dating Emery. Yeah. And Roman... I don't know how Grayson knows that. 
he just knows what jealous boy looks like. <laughs> He's like yeah, you think I haven't noticed you staring at us every single time through fish tanks? This one time, all the fish swam away and it was just you <laughs> staring. <laughs> He's looking through a fish tank and it's Rowan looking at Amber and then the fish leave and just Grayson staring back at him like, what you doing, dude? <laughs> The fish all cloud up, and Emery's gone, and Grayson is there. <laughs> what? Is, what? <laughs> Stop that. So and, Emery interrupts this tender moment, yeah. and Roman's like, his parents! His parents are the leaders of the Red Hawks! <laughs> Emery's like, yeah. I I know. And Roman is, you know, Understandably right, upset. Yeah, understandably. He, and he raises some real great points, so like, it's not really, like, you're not the one who's really dealing with the brunt of this. But the thing is, though she has been a great supporter of Atrians, she's not an Atrian. Yeah, that, yeah, like... Like, she's not. Yeah, she, like, like it's, it's very easy for her to be like, oh, I don't want to hurt his feelings when she is not the target of his parents' potential attacks. Like, even if... Like she, she should have trusted that if Roman knew who the leaders of the Red Hawks were, he wasn't going to run out being like, bow, bow, "It's them." But then she also makes a good point of when could I possibly have told you? There we go. All of yep. the times where you stare at me and walk away into the night, shouting, "Don't go out in public." Yep, <laughs> yep. They both raise some very good points. The crux of this scene is. Roman once again says, I want to protect you. Emery once again says, I don't need to be protected. And Roman's like, everyone wants to kill you and everyone I touch. I need to save the world. And once I save the world, then I can be with you. Yeah, it's he essentially he this is his proclamation of love, but also his explanation of the situation. And I think he has a line that I think if you could give lines awards, this line should give award, which which is that he says, if I could, I would give you everything, but just not right now. And he does say that he can't ask her to wait in yeah. the hopes that someday the world will be okay for them. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's like, I, you know, I love you too much to be like, oh yeah, just sit off there. <laughs> you hit the benches, I want to call you in, I want you to be ready. <laughs> it is, it, it's very sweet. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that they finally have expanded on, I want to protect you, I don't need protection. Yeah, absolutely. Because the thing is... Emery honestly doesn't need protection. Emery, against all odds, is able to take care of well, herself. Also, it would work better if Roman actually did suspect. Like, here's the thing. The only at thing we know is Caster is for some reason, like, these two can't be together. Yeah, at this point. He has no reason to believe that the anybody. The don't care about Emery anymore. Even the Tregs don't care about Emery. Yeah. And, like, he understands probably, like, we can't date each other because maybe that'll cause a huge thing. But he could talk to her. He could her. still be like, and then he could then he could bring up things where he's like, but, you know, talking to you without being in love, without, you know, being it's in love with you. It's too hard on me. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff there. It's it's nuanced. I appreciate yeah. that they have a discussion, though, because most of these shows Don't. wouldn't. Uh, then Emery sort of brings all this up to, to Grayson, and Emery, she... She she essentially she comes out of this meeting with meeting with Roman like they sat down at a table this talk with Roman kind of seeing things more from his perspective. But she has and this is very Emery. This is Emery all over. She's like, yeah. 
Grayson, maybe if you told your parents that hating Atrians was bad, they would stop hating Atrians. It's like it's something that you could really look at and be like, oh, once again, look look at this stupid girl. But, but it's, it's so so sixteen, and it says so much about the way that like a lot of people see the world. Was like, just tell them that you don't want them to be racist anymore. And they, and I talked to your mom; she loves you. Said a lot of real like deep south dog whistle racism but she does love you and like you can see how she would think well they don't know any atrians no one knows any atrians so if they just knew yeah they'd be okay and oh it's, it's so it's a heart it's, it's almost heartbreaking and yeah. realistic yeah it's almost heartbreaking to see somebody just believe that much in something that like we meet these parents and they are not that but we don't get to dwell on this because Grayson is understandably <laughs> troubled by this. And then in bops Zoe offering Grayson a poisoned shot. It's got a plant in it. It has a plant in it. Grayson, <laughs> don't drink any drink that you haven't seen poured yourself. He's like, is that a leaf? Ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> I'm sad. So um He's he's so they describe it that he's essentially he's unconscious, but walking. Like it's this interesting like sci- sci-fi drug where he can still move around. He seems a little bit out of it, but he is unconscious. Taylor is watching this. Because <laughs> it's Drake and Zoe and Grayson. And Taylor's like, I was a main character once. <laughs> and then Zoe's like, she's looking at us. Take care of this, but don't sleep with her. <laughs> so Drake goes to take care of this, but not sleep with her. Yeah, he, he distracts her and <laughs> I like Taylor. Taylor, who was like, I'm done with Drake. I hate Drake. He's like, hey... You look nice. She's like, let's go have sex in a bedroom. It's mad. Taylor is so into Drake. And Drake is so into Taylor. Yeah. He, he almost does. Yeah, he, he almost does. Which is why I've been stronger if he made the choice the first time. I still think he should have made the choice. Mm-hmm. He should have known she wasn't, but done it anyway. Anyway, Roman has somehow found his way into... I think the attic. <laughs> yeah, he has roamed this house. He's just trying to find Drake. And he's like, hello? Hello? He's like in Grayson's bedroom. <laughs> so then he looks out the window. And I don't know why this shot makes me laugh so much. He's like, <laughs> he's looking down at them like some disapproving father in a Victorian drama. Just like, my children have failed me. They're taking their drunk friend away. Yeah, you see Zoe and Drake loading Grayson into a vehicle. And then somehow, Roman's mind makes a leap that no... No, no, I think this makes a lot of sense, actually. Okay, but I'm impressed because no character on any teen drama show would do this. But he sees Zoe and he's suspicious. <laughs> so he shouts out in Atrian. Well, yeah, and Sandeep. Watch out, um... Yeah, the guard at yeah, the, the front is has his eye on you, and, and Zoe super, looks up. Super spy drove. No, he, she doesn't look up because if she looked up at him, that that might clarify. But someone just shouting noises from. Uh, someone was just shouting noises. But like she reacts. She looks at the gate first, mm-hmm. which means somebody shouted at her in Sandeep, and she from knew a, what they from were a saying. High window, and she's like. I better check to make sure they're correct first. No. Who could that be? Drake's super, behind me. Come on, Super Spies. She's the worst. And She's I, the worst. I'll say that like, this This makes a lot of sense because, because it's always dumb. One. <laughs> She's um, dumb. He's like, I think he probably could have even just gotten it off of Drake 
and her being being together with Grayson. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I mean, I know he's a spy and he's kidnapping the son of the Red Hawks, and he told me who the Red Hawks are, and Zoe's helping him, and she hates. Like, there's a lot but there. Let's just point out that no <laughs> teen drama ever. Like, someone would have to explain this to them. Oh, this would have to be. He would watch them leave, and then two episodes later, he'd be like, "My God, I think Zoe would." <laughs> How can we would, suspect this? Then he would go and talk to Drake about it, and Drake would be like, "Why couldn't you have known before we killed Grayson?" But it turns yeah. out Grayson's not dead. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, I, but also I was gonna try to get the others. Is also he saw Zoe give Drake the, like he's seen them together too much to not. Be suspicious. Not figure so this out. They drive off into the night. Roman goes running down from the attic to the ground floor. Yeah. And he looks at the ransom note, as we discussed. Yeah. So there's five prisoners. It does say their names in both Sandeev and in English. Doesn't help us. Yeah. I, can't, I cannot believe that both Drake's mom and Zoe's dad is on that list. Yeah, there's no way. I have to imagine that if they wanted us to know. It's, it's annoying that we don't know for sure. Because if they want to know, they should have said their names in this episode. And they yeah. don't. And I don't even think they ever did. Well, and like later, Drake does say to Roman, they're getting my mom out. Roman might. Uh, the but thing is like, Roman is good. Roman is good. Yeah. The thing, the thing is that I do think Roman might want to keep that hidden. He might not say. I saw the because why would they believe him? Yeah, Roman always tells the truth when he needs to. Yeah, so but why would they believe him? Anyway, so um, uh, he steals em- the ransom note and runs yeah. off into the night. Uh, Emery takes this moment to uh, to pull Eric aside and just like, hey, Eric. Don't go to that Red Hawks meeting tonight. And Eric's like, we'll I have to go to one last one. That's how I break up with them. And Emery's like, no, no something no, bad will probably happen. I. I feel like either this is set up so that Eric doesn't get in trouble, um, but I wonder if this is going to set up that Eric's going to take the blame for what's going to happen for not. But oh, but except for the fact that because of what happens, that's no way that there's may, no way it could be traced because how could he know that that was what, that's what? Yeah, we, we're saying in all these side talks. Now Matt is busy drunk flirting with the teacher, and then Emery interrupts because she's got better information. Yeah, uh, then we're getting to climax. A lot of things happening here. Zoe. Okay, so um, Zoe wants Drake to... Roman knows too much. Yeah. So Zoe wants Drake to kill his friend. Yeah, he's just like, if if Roman... Uh, Ro- yeah, Roman knows that I'm an Atrian now because I... He, he's some sort of super spy, and I, I, I couldn't have not reacted to someone distantly shouting in Sandeev. There's no way I could have been suspicious about that. I'm just going to say, if I was standing there and someone shouted in English... Look out! There's someone at the gate. I would. I'm gonna be honest. I I'm think I probably look, look at them. I probably look at them first. Yeah, to see who they are and why they're shouting that. <laughs> yeah. Now I just want to point out. We know Zoe's a bad spy. She's yeah. so dumb. Telling Drake to kill the future leader of their civilization. Yeah, Zoe. I don't think you get to make that call. I think Vega would be mad if you told Drake to assassinate. Yeah, if because it would be an assassination. Be assassin- yeah. If the tra- if the Tregs killed Roman, that would definitely not look good on the Tregs or the rest of the Atrians. And the Tregs are really, I think, walking a line where they have to still be... A part of society. Yeah, they're and, like, society. there's no way Dr- Drake is going to do it subtly. <laughs> Meanwhile, Roman is swimming so fast he can keep up with the ferry. It's which, incredible. Which shows to me... That Sophie was holding back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Red Hawks meeting, it's in that biker bar we saw before. Yeah. Which, the, 
the dichotomy between the Red Hawks is wild. Yeah. There's a lot of just racist bikers who just want to be racist at something. Well, yeah, that's... Who are part of Red Hawks, and well, I love that. Well, that's what happens when you have these organizations. It's usually, it's, it, you know, it's a lot of people who have a lot more power just being like, yeah, let's use all these weird racists uh, as our foot soldiers, and they'll take all the blame for our stuff. Now, before this meeting started, Matt got in there with his invisible drones, <laughs> and he his has... drones are flying so close, and we've seen them. It's just a drone going... <laughs> He has every single angle in his... I assume this is like a pedophile van, right? Like, this is just a white van. No, well, no I, Aaron, he's he's in a... Um, he's an electrics van. It's... I, I've been in these vans. It's just a surveillance van. Okay. When, when I used to do, uh, like, concerts and we used to have... This is very similar to the setup in those vans. All right. Yeah, it's a, it's a real van. In my, in my mind, this is, like, very obvious that he's just, like, parked across and, like... A white van. I mean, yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's what it looks like because it's undercover. Uh, man, I wanted more than anything. This was the van he was driving because like, he's driving just a car. In yeah, the first like one. it's basically like a blue Prius. <laughs> why would he, he have two cars? He's a weirdo. Meanwhile, Roman runs directly in front of Zoe and Drake's car yeah. to change their minds. Well, he just needs to. He needs to get Grayson back. But Zoe would rather just run directly into him, yeah. which Drake cannot stand. Yep, so he. So he. Pull, he pulls the uh, the wheel, they, the car flips over, only Zoe's knocked out. Grayson, I guess, Grayson is so, like, drugged up that he's just like a rag doll. He's like, I, love, I love Drake being, being like, he's fine, <laughs> with the reply of, he's drugged and kidnapped, he's not fine. They have a bit of a debate. Unfortunately, their debate lasts too long. Yeah, because now... Now Zoe's w- woken up, and Drake's the hostage. Zoe has a gun. Ooh. Ooh. Zoe will give up on this hostage thing immediately. Oh, she wants to kill those hostages. Yeah, she's, she's like, like you'll now, Roman, you'll do what I say, or else I'll kill Drake. Actually, I think I'll kill both of you anyways. I don't care what you guys want. Also, at some point, she changed from her, like... Uh, nice evening gown into like a black widow cat suit. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> and then she'll change again later without going home into just like normal. Where is her home? That's a question. It is a question. Meanwhile, Matt thinks the meeting of the racists is boring because they're just doing racist chatter. Well, yeah, essentially it's, um, okay, what's his name? Var, Varant. Varton? Varton standing on stage going like, we we don't like Atrians. Atrians suck. You all agree? And they're like, yeah, yeah, Atrians suck. I'm clearly just... I'm, I'm just grandstanding until I'm the just, big show I'm comes I'm just buying out. for time because they haven't arrived yet. But uh, Emery is going to use this boring interlude yeah. to uh, unplug Matt's... Yeah, she, she, she knocks out some of his cameras because it turns out to do this whole hacking thing. She has to, like, literally put her magnet on top of the tablet. Yeah, put this the tablet. Weird, like, phone type thing on top of the tablet. And then it will take forever being like, searching for files, corrupting files. It's like, it's, there's, there's a... T- counter on it going from zero to a hundred percent like when you're trying to sync your first smart plug ever and you're just like why aren't you syncing <laughs> yeah what's happening here come on smart outlet it should have been a magnet <laughs> but um it's all very tense but it turns out fine yeah yeah but then <gasps> oh miss montrose makes her appearance and she walks in and says hello <laughs> I'm Miss Montrose. You know, the grand matriarch of the Red Hawks. Much like Eric just saying.
saying what's going on. Miss Montrose explains, like, hello, I am Miss Montrose. I am the Grand Matriarch of the Red Hawks. Uh, I believe we should get more explosives and use those explosives to kill Atriants. Let me reiterate and buy and have a diagram. <laughs> no, I think we should kill them. Not in their market. I think we should put the explosives in their homes. I believe we should kill innocent people. My name is Miss Montrose. Probably a first name in there somewhere. Grand Majoric of the Red Hawks. Perhaps my name is Maria or Marisi. It's something like that. <laughs> I would I would now like to put up this transparency where you can see exactly the plan that I have where I have signed my name. And also reiterate many times that I wish to put explosives. And Emery's just like, oh, no. <laughs> I thought I was saving him. Oh. And Emery takes the wrong thing from this whole speech. She takes, oh, my God. Now Grace's family's going to be torn apart. And not, oh, my God. His parents are violent. Not, oh, my God. <laughs> they're going to put explosives in Atrian's homes. Yeah, Emery. Uh, uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Zoe feels betrayed by Drake, so she does a pistol whip on him. Yeah. Uh, she's essentially at this point, like, well, now I gotta kill both of you, and I guess I'll just kidnap Grayson myself. And then Roman essentially <laughs> shouts so that Drake <laughs> can tackle her. Yeah, Roman's like, hey! And then Drake's like, got it! <laughs> ah, I gotta end it. And so Drake would like to kill Zoe, yeah. which, like, I'm not an advocate of murder, but you should definitely murder her. Well, and... It's it's kind of sad because like with Drake's existence, like I'm a warrior, I'm supposed to kill people, and then Roman was... says warriors protect people. Yeah, but like Zoe is 100 percent going to kill you guys as soon as you look slightly ensconced from where she is. Yeah, but like, I, yeah, it's or tell someone, it, tell Caster. It's it's a rough situation. Yeah. Um, the I mean, it's it's it, they're they're really at this weird impasse because she probably can't kill Roman. Uh, but if she kills Drake, the Roman will be mad. And Roman could out her to the humans, but that means that it proves the Atrian spies there. Like, so then he outs her to the Atrians. But, the, yeah, but then the A- but then, like, how do you out her to just the Atrians? And how do the Atrians kill her? Because she's on the outside. Well, and also, do the Atrians kill her? Like, 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 the I, Atrians don't have a prison system. Yeah, like, you, like if they're in a situation where there is a no, where there's, it's, there's, like, no real good way to win the situa- situation. Even if she killed Drake and Roman there, there's no way they're going to treat those as, like, oh, Atrian deaths. If they find those bodies, it would seem like humans kidnapped Atrian kid, the kids mm-hmm. and killed them. And k- killing Roman especially is always going to be something significant because Roman is the future leader of their society. I yeah. know Castor's his... Um, Face, essentially. Yeah. But, like, when he turns 18... Yeah, it's 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 a very interesting, very high-fraught situation because nobody can make really a good choice. And I think Zoe does realize that she has to give up. Well, I mean, and the thing, even if they kill, if they kill Zoe, then that's a human, ostensibly killed by an Atrian. I think the solution is you throw Zoe's body into the water. And bodies always float back up. But she glows in the water, so you'd see her marks. But then they know there's Atrian spies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a no-win situation, so they just let her go. And it's like, we look, we can't deal with her. We'll deal with her eventually. We gotta get Grayson back. And then Drake's like, I mean, I'll carry him back to his house, but we've definitely signed our death warrant. <laughs> yeah. Matt. <laughs> Matt has... Did his drones and then went back to the ball. And uh, somehow was able... I mean, somehow, because clearly it was her plan. He 
slept with Miss Bennett. Yeah, and then she's like, hey, what about that Cypher thing? That's weird, isn't it? What was the evidence you had? She's like, tell me. I just saw two dumb girls talking about Cypher being real. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Tell me who those dumb girls were. <laughs> tell me about them. Tell me all about them, weird Seussical man. I'm here for you. I like who's. <laughs> I think your who-ness is sexy. <laughs> Tell me the details I need to know. <laughs> Tell me about all the who's down in Whoville. And also the humans up in Humanville. <laughs> meanwhile, the next morning. <laughs> meanwhile, as in not meanwhile. Mrs. Monroe. Just call her Mrs. Monroe. They're, all re- they're always referred to as Mrs. Monroe. And I'm like, and- Mrs. Grayson? Mrs. Grace isn't what she's called in my notes. Anyway, she's arrested because Matt mm-hmm. broke that story. Oh, yes, she did. And wakes up and uh, Grayson just hears about it. He's like, what? 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 Where, where has mom gone? Well, and I then, mean, he watches her get arrested. And then his dad is like, well, she added herself as the leader. Well, don't, don't worry. We'll fix this. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I don't care how much you can spin this thing. Later on, Grace is going to be like, he wanted me to go to a press conference to help him spin it. It's like, like what? how do you spin? We, sh- we saw what she said. The only way you could spin it is you have to try to convince people it was a deep fake. That's the only way. because she, she was in deep undercover. Because the th- No, no, no. No, I meant like it's a fake video. Oh, it's just fake video. Yeah. Yeah, you have to convince them it's CGI. <laughs> not, that it's, not that she was deep under. No one would believe that. I don't know. I mean, they're friends with senators. They could be FBI. <laughs> CIA. That's not how that works. Look, these are dumb rich people well, yeah. who talk about who they are and what their beliefs are very loudly all the time. Like, they'll probably get some of the QAnon believers to be like, yes, they did They did go deep undercover. She had to do... They're, they're the ones who believe that, that, like, you know, Donald Trump is the second coming of Jesus. So if anyone would believe it, they would. Someone who doesn't believe this is Emery, who watches no. this press conference on or watches the arrest on her tablet and is like, oh, no. Oh, no. Now, I've done so many terrible things. Well, now, once again, she is taking the wrong thing from this. And she's taking, oh, no. Grayson is going to be like his, I'm so sad for Grayson and his family, which is fine, but she doesn't ever she give doesn't us. Ever consider the fact that like she may have stopped some of the funding of the Greyhawks. She may have stopped them from being able to access it's the explosives, explosives and the terror. Like she may, she not may have. She definitely at least stopped a up like a, a upcoming terrorist attack like people are going to check pods to make sure there's not explosives there well at the very least she won't be able to get she's because what she says like we're going to get more explosives and now she can't now she can't and also now her husband can't because he's also under suspicion <laughs> absolutely uh, so in comes julia who's like this is great win win you didn't tell on grayson and also roman's safe and also the atri- everything's good emory yeah. but now emory was thinking more about what roman said is like you know what Grace is going to be real sad, but I don't think I'm the one to not make Grayson not sad. Because I decided that I'm going to break up with him and wait for Roman, despite Roman saying don't. And Julia's like, cool, what did Grayson say when you told him? Ooh, I didn't. I'm going to go do that now. I wouldn't. Oh, no, what, what, what did Roman say? She's <laughs> like, oh, when do we ever talk to each other, man? Come on, we just like stare at each other from across fish... You know, you, know how, you know how this works. You can't. You can only write so much in the little breath marks you make on the glass. It's it sucks. But Julia, this time I'll write. I love you. 
Well, I heart you. All right, I heart you. Yeah, I've tried love the love thing before, and it just doesn't work. And I do it backwards sometimes. And just I love and you, you can't do that backwards. It's three things, and they're all they are all there, mirrors. There's of no each sides other. to either of them. You love I. <laughs> okay. I do love you. You're I, right. I do love I. I do love I. <laughs> So Julia's like, yes, if you go to the sector now, you can tell him before he gets on the bus in front of all those Red Hawks. Yes, you should do. You should definitely do this loudly so everyone can see. So she goes to go. Unfortunately, Grayson is standing like a zombie outside her front door because Grayson has taken the right thing from this. His heart and his soul and his understanding of the world he navigates within has been destroyed. Well, so Grayson, it, he he is he he makes it absolutely clear he's distraught, not because like his mom like he's not like my mom got arrested. He's like my mom is a violent person. I believed they would never do anything yeah. violent. They just had hate in their heart that they could get past. But, but it turns out they are the boogeyman of all of our dreams. Yeah, it turns out they do do violence. They, there is, they, they do explosives. They make the boom booms happen. He is very much regressing. Uh, but he also explains he did whatever he said. He stood. He's like he stood up to his dad. Said, "Hey, dad, now the mum's arrested. Can we not do terrorism?" And then his dad was like, "Let's go to a press conference. <laughs> we gotta spin this." We gotta spin this story. And Grayson was like, I have to run off into no, the morning light. No. He, I think Grayson essentially sees himself as unofficially kicked out of his house. Yeah, he doesn't know where else to go. He, he has, because he, he can't be at home. Yeah, how can, he, how can he be at home when he knows, like, where... Who his parents are. Yeah, he knows that they are monsters. He's and, seen inside their hearts, and he does not like their hearts. Yeah, so he's just sort of there, and <laughs> I... So it looks like Emery and Grayson are going to be together for a little bit longer because Grayson is she she it's almost weirdly Seinfieldian. I can't break up with Grayson. He's found out his parents are terrorists, <laughs> and now we're just going to have to get married, I guess. Meanwhile, Meanwhile Zoe has changed her clothes and is hitchhiking to somewhere. I probably back home. I'm, Remember, they took, they took a ferry across the... Yeah, where is her home? I assume she's going back to Edendale. Like, it doesn't matter where her home is. She's going back to the town they left. But um, some people don't pick her up, and then a creep picks her up. But she has a knife, so, you know, he's getting killed. He's going to be a dead creep. Yeah, it's just fine. Meanwhile, Roman has escaped the sector. He's never went back to the sector, Aaron. Why would they go back? Well, they have to go back eventually. Oh, I think him and Drake are now on the run. Because huh. because keep in mind, they took Grayson out, and by the time they got him back to the party, like, how are they going to get back to the sector? Well, when were they supposed to go back? They obviously didn't have the 9 p.m. curfew this time. I mean, they probably, no had, one referenced probably it. had some form of curfew. But the party was still going when he got back. Because Matt went back to the party and seduced the teacher, and Emery said when she got back to the party... Grayson was already asleep. Grayson was already asleep. So yeah. Matt got back to the party and seduced the teacher, which meant the party was still going. I, fig- I figured that essentially... Well, because at this point, Roman and Drake also believe we're going to be murdered. Oh, so I did not get the sense they were on the run at all. I just... Well, I mean... How- Roman is the leader of their society. Well, yeah, but he's... But that doesn't mean he's off this thing. Like, he's... The last thing Drake said is like, well, you better go talk to Emery because both of us are dead people Yeah, now. I thought that was just Drake being Drake. 
No, being I, very melodramatic. No, I think he didn't go back to the sector. I think he. I think this is. I think he's been living out in the woods all night. Anyway, the show will tell us yeah. because Roman looks in through her window and he sees sad Grayson and Grayson sadly lays his head on Emery's shoulder and Roman's like, yikers. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Roman could read that situation better. <laughs> oh, nah, he doesn't look happy. He looks very sad. He's like, hmm. He has no idea about the Montrose thing, I imagine. I mean, who knows, I guess, because we're apparently in disagreement about whether or not he went back to the sector. But he's not going to bust into that house. It's true. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. This episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic went deep undercover to try to figure out who the terrorists were? But maybe actually it was just CGI. I did. My original moment was Miss Bennett being like, hey, you going to the ball? (laughs) It felt really shoehorned in. Miss Bennett's repeated appearances just being like, hey, remember Miss Bennett? But instead. Also, it's not Bennett. You looked? Um, I wrote Bennett in my notes <laughs> numerous times. I had it, and then it then it disappeared. Benton. Oh, well, that's what neither of us thought it was. Yeah. So Benton. That's not the moment I picked, though. I picked a moment that does not appear in this episode. <laughs> okay. The moment I picked was the fact that Black Cipher has not killed all humans or Sector yet, because don't forget we saw the Cipher grow on Knox's body, and it grew extremely fast. It grew within a day. So Black Cypher must grow much, much slower than I mean, Red Cypher. I mean, that would make sense. Um, yeah, I'd say that makes sense. The, though, I'm thinking... No, no, it, it, that was all in one day. I was trying to think yeah, of the second episode. Yeah, it's been at least a day. Yeah, I was trying to think of the second episode. It was maybe two days, but this has also been at least two days yeah. since they buried that body. Yeah, no, I, I'd say that probably it just it has a different gestation i mean it's growing from dust in a man's face but before it also grew inside someone's body it grew out of nox's body yeah but that was that's raw cypher which i assume i they say it grows from the body of atrians which means it's seemingly possible that when you're a dead atrian just plants grow out of you so should there have been other plants that grew out of beaumont's body no i just (laughs) they killed him with black cypher i just feel like the internal logic of this world is shoddy ah I trust them to give me more explanations, but right now it seems like it's just convenient well, no, no, to, that the cipher has not grown yet. Uh, to be fair, we have no idea. What, we, we don't even know if the plan is like they said wind and spores, but we both agree that's a dumb plan. So we're hoping it's something smarter than that. That's true. We're giving the show a lot of benefit of the yeah. doubt. It's also weird. Well, because they keep because because Roman keeps up being like, "Tell me what the plan is, Drake," and the thing is like, "Well, they've already done the plan, haven't yeah, they?" Yeah, it's done. There's no stopping it. Yeah, let's have you maybe burn that area. Hey, Kevin, did you find the CW moment? I did. It's just sort of a silly thing that happens that I really <laughs> enjoyed, which is during uh, during Emery and Roman's like kind of confrontation, uh, <laughs> Roman turns to leave and she grabs his arm and says, you don't get to just walk off right now. And then half a second later, she turns to leave and he grabs her arm. I was like, hey, no, you can't just leave. <laughs> Talk to me. And I kind of just wanted to be continuing them trying to leave and them catching each other. <laughs> But like, thank God they finally talked to each other. Well, well, it's just, it's just like, why did, why did you give them? You can't give two walk away and stops in the same scene. <laughs> you true. can't do that, especially when when one calls out. You don't get to just walk away. You can't keep. You can't 
trade those off. Because one of them has to want to be in that <laughs> scene. That's what drives the scene forward. One of them has to want to be there. Except for they both they both try to do the, the they dramatic They both want to be away. there, but not. <laughs> yeah, we'll try to do the dramatic walk away. They're so close to each other. Like it's it's literally one shot, turn, grab. Hey, what are you Turn, grab. Teenagers. Uh Sometimes, sometimes you just gotta do the walk away. It's true. Until someone catches you, and then you can't do the walk away. That's why if you do the walk away, you have to start. You have to start further away. You just have to be the most powerful, so you can break your arm free and <laughs> yeah, just snap go. their fingers. Ha ha! Just, just palm heal them in the chest. Escaped. I'm, away I go. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, this is a good episode. Um, I was really into Grayson's arc because he was just a sweet innocent boy who has been who's had his world rocked and not in a way where it's like how did you not know but because you know he's a he's a kid who wanted to believe his parents weren't funding honest terrorist actions and he's not veronica he's not veronica constantly going is my dad bad when she's faced with irrefutable evidence that her dad is bad also it seems like she doesn't actually care if her dad's bad yeah grayson got one evidence yeah and it shattered his worldview, yeah, as it should. Yeah. Meanwhile, Veronica got an evidence like, maybe I could also be bad. This, this <laughs> It would be wild if Grace was like, well, my parents funded terrorist actions. Guess I'm a terrorist now. I guess I have to blow guess, up the sector. I guess I also have to be at Emory, as, as a boat. <laughs> according to the rules of the lodges. I gotta be a terrorist now. But Emory, I won't blow up the sector. I'll blow up... Blow up. The road into the sector. That makes me a that that make that makes me a morally dubious, right? That's a fun thing kids like. Kids like gray gray area. That makes me sexy, right? Hey, what what if someone attacks me and I light them on fire? That makes me cool, right? That's how I protect myself, Emery. Mm, I light them on fire. Where and then is, I don't call the police. Whereas all Grayson does is threaten someone who thinks he's on their side with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> and you know there's no way Grayson was ever going to do anything with that knife. I am he gonna, was just going to hold it. I'm going to say one thing about that scene. That scene makes less and less sense the further into this series we get. Because, well, well, not that scene. It's like everything after that scene, the way that Vartan treats him. Yeah, where, where he's like, you know, we we were going like, to... Vartan treats it like Grayson knew it was going to happen. Which I don't think Grayson did know. But here's the thing. Vartan... He's not smart. He's not. He's like, I don't understand. Your parent, your parents do the thing, but you're not your parents. I don't get it. What's Grayson, happening? Grayson, I have been to your home so many times. <laughs> Grayson, I slept in your bed. What? Well, you weren't there, but <laughs> you were at your friend Eric's house. I slept in your bed. There's eight bedrooms. Why'd you sleep in my bed? Taylor pointed it out. Eight bedrooms. There's eight bedrooms. <laughs> Though I'll say because this this show does not have weird geography because they because they don't stay in one location for that long. No, I accept that house is eight bedrooms. Yeah, because we don't have to look at it for that much. What I do ex- do not accept. Well, also, we know the roaming got lost in it. Grayson was new last year. Yeah, I think it's well. Did he go to boarding school or something? Oh, I think his parents just moved into like I think they moved into the rich area. Because you remember, his, he said his dad's now a congressman. Right. He's running for... Senate. Senate. No. No, he's running for Congress. So he what was he? a... Council member. He's a council, council member. Council member, yeah. And he's running for Congress. I'm like, which direction is he going in? <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a congressman. He's running for city council. Here's the thing, though. We're being, like, a little nitpicky, because generally speaking, 
everything makes sense. Yeah, no, it's fine. I've watched too many other shows, so I every time Grayson was like, my parents wouldn't do violence, I was, like, suspicious. <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, no, you thought your parents wouldn't do violence. Just like Emery doesn't think people... I mean, they've lived... The they've life lived they've lived. Yeah. Emery especially lived sheltered life. And probably Grayson has lived a form of a sheltered life. Mm-hmm. Because he was only six when his brother died. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Red Hawks appeared. So his parents haven't been terrorists his entire life. And I'm sure they're different to him yeah. than they are when they're in their limos alone. And I bet we're going to find stuff where it's like, oh, they didn't think of this way, but then their child died and they were like, oh, them Atrian. Radicalization out of tragedy. It happens and it sucks. Well, we're going to wrap up now. Uh, so, Aaron, what can people do? They can hit us up on some social medias, podcast MOA, podcast MOA, podcast MOA on oh, yeah. Instagram, on Twitter, and at gmail.com. And they can give us those ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcasts and their podcasters of choice. We need this, especially with Riverdale season coming up on us. Yeah. Uh, and also, you can obviously pick up my books, Endless Hunger and All Gods Fall, Cyberpunk Fantasy, Normal Fantasy. All sorts of fantasy. This is a science fiction, so it doesn't really connect very well. But to her, none of our other shows do either. And you can also go read my blog. It's a flimsy plan. If you Google that, I'm it because most people have good plans. Yeah, yeah. We're we're now we're doing good at actually. It's only been like almost 200 episodes. Now we're good at saying the things we do. Success. Success. What's next for Grayson and his parents? What is Zoe's plan once she returns to Edendale? When will Marshall High finally install an aquarium for romantic moments? Answers all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outside of the Nabs. A teen drama fan cast? 